What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle Cup! Hey, behave! John, for the first time in uh, four months, I have two TVs on right now. Sports on both of them as we record this podcast. Good time to be alive, guy. It's a good time to be alive. What are you watching? Uh, I got... NASCAR? <laughs> no, uh, golf just ended, and so that that TV became um, whatever TBS's baseball game is, and then I got the A's game on the other TV. Gotcha. You got to help those A's ratings, you know? I uh, Yeah, well, I know. I don't... I don't am, I, am I metered? I uh, I considered many times during the pandemic, which I guess we're still in, uh, just getting rid of the TV too. Just yeah, you know, I'll get a bigger TV, I'll fill it. Uh, if I ever want to watch a second game, I'll just pull up the iPad. And Alyssa kept saying, "She's like, are you sure? Just let's wait and see. You you might just be forgetting how much you used it." And she was right. I was forgetting how easy, how much easier it is to just pull up the remote than pull out the iPad. You do understand where people that don't watch sports would come into a home like mine or yours and think we're fucking weird, right? Yeah. And there was a period of time where you're consuming, as we did over the last, you know, three and a half, four mm-hmm. months, where you just go, I'm only watching one TV at a time, right? I just have, for me, I have a bigger TV than the smaller TV above. The top one was just never on. And you're right. It Once you start getting tournaments, you got you're, you're gambling on one, you want to watch a baseball game. Can you imagine when football comes back and you got – a major going on and a playoff baseball going on. I honestly, guy, we're going to get to a point in like two months where you're going to feel like you're going to need about four, right? Uh, yeah. It's, it's going to come fast and furious, like the NBA finals, playoff baseball, the masters and like Brady, you know, is playing Drew Brees. You're like, what the hell am I supposed to do here? The, the, the iPad and you know, cause I, I've learned this, you can't put an iPad like ahead of you and really keep an eye on that when the two TVs are going on. Like you, it has to be on TVs for you at least to keep an eye on what's going on. The iPad gets lost in the shuffle when you have multiple TVs. Yeah. If you just like put it up, you know, in, in, at like your uh, 
you know, the coffee table or whatever sitting ahead of you. Right. You just will not really yeah. watch it. You don't really need it. Uh, we do have to give congratulations to Middlecoff for the big DraftKings win oh, this yeah. week. <laughs> Although it was the other Middlecoff. It was your brother, Jeff. Yeah, you know, I got his little Now you finish in what, fifth? I think sixth. sixth. So pretty good uh, week for you, too. Would I, I would not have guessed that Jeffrey Middlecoff would have just entered a DraftKings game out of one. the blue in a random 3M tournament with random guys I've never heard of and win the pot of 100 what do you win 135 bucks yeah when's the last time i mean jeff just turned 10 dollars into 135 dollars pretty good uh, day at the office <laughs> and we've 13 extra our, money this was our sixth tournament it's the first one he's entered right first one he's entered yep we i think we finished yeah we finished saturday night 1 2 but like he was in much better position to kind of keep i i knew that i was probably going to be limited to you know, third or fourth best. I was assuming Finau would win, which, of course, you, you know, Finau's a solid pick. Gets you points. You can't count on the guy to win, right? Now, no. it's not like Jeff had this guy that won, but still, solid, solid move for well, Middlecoff. He had Homa, who you, you had Max Homa, too. He also had Charles Howell, the third. Pat Perez got him 85 points. Ryan Moore, who was nowhere to be found on Sunday, but was dominant, was fantastic, got him 97 points. You Did you have Ryan Moore, too? I had Ryan Moore, yep. Yeah, and Patrick no Rogers. I don't even know what he didn't even know what Patrick. I don't know. Is that Aaron's brother? So I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure, John. So somebody DM'd me the other day because I said on the last podcast that two people had Hunter Mahan, you, and I don't know who had the other. And the guy who had the other uh, DM'd me and said, I'm the guy, I'm the other guy that had him. And sorry, guy, I'm looking for your DM on Instagram uh, to find out who you were. But I don't think. Anybody, I think zero percent. Michael Thompson, zero percent ownership in our Zach in our uh, DraftKings game. The guy that won the tournament. Well, didn't the person who DM'd you about that he took Hunter Mahan because he listened to him when we he had said him he on. sounded he like he was working guy. hard on the podcast. That's what he said. I, I, I was thinking today. I was in the car and I was going. You know, I heard Max Homa on another podcast. He said the one thing you have to do in shoes like mine, because the PGA Tour really promotes. You know, a select few of guys, right? The top 15, 20 guys, and really kind of rides like the top five or six. He's like, I have to do a lot of self promotion. Max Homa, you follow him on Twitter, right? Like roast guys, Twitter, uh, golf swings. He's just kind of a fun loving guy. And yeah. I've heard him on a podcast. I'm like, he's a good interview. I'm going to shoot him a DM and just see, like, he, he's open to do like random podcasts. I think he would be a good guest. He's just a guy's guy. He's a big baseball fan. He's a sports fan. He went to Cal. He's an LA guy. Uh, I do think the more younger, fun golfers, if you just listen to them, because I was like this growing up, when you would just, you don't hear many random athletes, like on radio shows. I mean, I don't listen to the radio anymore, but you would just hear guys before sports, like when in the 90s, and go, On with Rome. I really like Mark Grace. Or, damn, I really like Steve Elkington. Just random players that aren't like superstars that you would get to know going on with these guys. And, I was thinking about that Max Homa because I actually think Max would be uh, – he, he just is a good interview. I've heard him. He's fun. He's just – wa- he's a guy's guy. He's a sports I, guy. Yeah, I watched him play – I think like, he has a podcast too, I watched him Shane play Bacon. some golf with the no-laying-up guys, with two of the guys. And he was cool. He, yeah. he, like, flew in just to play with them and was talking about how he wasn't a country club kid and how it helped him and all that. Uh, Jay Hogan is the other guy that had Hunter Mahan. Jay I, Hogan. I mean, Hunter got his eight birdies, you know. It's uh, I'm gonna come strong. I've 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 had a good run, guy. Two straight weeks, two straight weeks in the money. Uh, we we keep this game at a hundred, or do we try to go a little bigger? Maybe try to go really big for uh, PGA Championship. 
Yeah, I say we go another another hundred this week. But you want to cut it from you want to make it top ten win money this week, not top twenty, right? Uh, because I, I and make it I'm more cool money. With, I'm I'm cool with going like maybe top twenty. Uh, I think we do. 50, I think we do fifteen as well. We can go fifty. I I do think the major put a little more juice on the major, right? Because so because be. wouldn't you say when you do top twenty this tournament to me you, you could have justified doing like top fifty? I mean, no one knew any of these guys. I do think I a major. Been in the though, money. You, you agree the major. You it shouldn't be as random. Like I, I wanted to get like you make money well, in the be, major. I'm tipping my hat to you. And there's just more great golfers, right? Yeah. So it really so, is a little bit more uh, by design in theory. Your lineup. Yeah, and if like you you're gonna overthink like the guy the cheaper guy you're gonna take at seven is still gonna be pretty good, right? Right. Like the Hunter Mahan went for six thousand dollars. I don't know if there are going to be many like six thousand dollar guys in majors. I, I I haven't been playing DraftKings golf long enough to have the answer on that. I I can't imagine there will. I think there's a lot of guys like between seventy five and eighty five hundred dollars. Wouldn't you guess? Yeah, Just but because, it's, like, it's that, all relative. That guy's going to be right? like you have to be, now. Yeah, but it's all relative because you have to fit your roster together. Like in this one, Paul Casey cost ten thousand dollars. He's not going to cost ten thousand dollars for. Hardy yeah. Park in two weeks. Well, you, I remember you text me on like Tuesday. You're like, under no circumstances can I pay ten thousand dollars for Paul Casey, right? It'd be, it'd be like, that'd be like I a s- random DraftKings game for baseball, and be like, yeah, Jeff Samars just costs. I, yeah, I said like, paying no. ten thousand dollars for Paul Casey is like insisting on waiting till you get to the ballpark to buy your beer. Yeah, and paying just, eighteen dollars yeah, for not it. happening. That, that's where I was cool with going twenty once the tournament kind of. I, I do okay, think the yeah. majors. I do I like think the that. majors. There should be a little more juice to like. I'm with you it. Earned that. $150 when you got third place, right? That was impressive, yeah, I'm with that it. lineup. Before we get into huge NFL news over the Ow! weekend, let's tell you this podcast brought to you in part by DraftKings promo code HAM when you get in our game this week. Uh, also brought to you by Ease. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Go right now, use the promo code HAM at Ease.com, get 20 bucks off your first delivery. On-demand cannabis delivery, number one in America and definitely in California. Anyone 21 over can get verified minutes from the Bay Area to Sacramento, through the Valley, down to L.A. They're literally everywhere. Just go to Ease.com, check out their menu. I've had people texting me over the last week like, hey, what's the best edible to have? I'm like, well, I don't pretend to be like a weed master. Just check out a couple ones. They have good descriptions there. Some make you you know feel relaxed. Others are kind of more of an upper. Uh, just check them out. They have ones that are good for sleep. I know we were playing golf with Feldy and, and one of his buddies out at the country club. He's like using some stuff for sleep, and it, it really works well. I think more people that get involved with the stuff for sleep, it's natural. You don't wake up like you take like Ambien or Tylenol PM, you know, that foggy feeling. That is not the case. Uh, I, I swear by this stuff. Ease.com, promo code HAM, $20 off your first purchase uh, with, with anything over uh, any purchase over $50. Also, John, the uh, East Summer Celebration birthday bonfire going on right now. Oh, yes. Yeah. So, yes. So, so, <laughs> yes. Ease.com, E-A-Z-E.com. 20 bucks off your first delivery with the code HAM. If you've already used it, tell your friends. We appreciate the word of mouth. Use um, your mom's, brother's, yeah. wife's. Ka- Kawakami you know. tweeted at us, by the way, upset that he didn't get the invite to the Cal Club from the world's greatest human, as I now call him, Feldy. Dave Feldman. Yeah. So, Feldy say listen to our segment on Cal. So, Kawakami suggested we just do golf club reviews, and I thought that's a great idea. Maybe we should – can we get a page on The Athletic? Yeah, well, how about this? 
I will gladly, anyone listening that's members of Sweet Courses like the Cow Club, have us out, and we will gladly do a review. And talk about you. You will be Sor- front and center. <laughs> Sources say that we got a... Uh, now, Feldy, I, I have no clue how much the guest fees were. Probably way more, potentially, than the bo- nice bottle of alcohol we got. We will gladly bring gifts if you take us to Olympic. Yeah. You take us to... Uh, hell, guy, I, you know, you're like, hey... Uh, down at Riviera Country Club, could you guys make on a Wednesday? Maybe I could. You know, <laughs> you know, at a hey, hey, Middlecoff, hey, Haberman, at Tory Pines, you guys want to swing down on a Thursday? Yeah, let me see my schedule. Let me you check know? if I can take my podcast studio with me. I can. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Now, part of the well, yeah, Feldy's just a, a great person who we've known for uh, a good amount of time. So. Uh, he got an extra special bottle, but and, and, he, and he took some of our money out. <laughs> uh, granted, he he knows all the tricks of the. Of, he does. Of the he does. Took us a few holes to figure out what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, like why is he chipping over there and then it fucking roll down? It's like why is he, he knows this course like he's Shane Lowry at the British uh-huh. Open, <laughs> um, playing an an Irish Muni. All right, um, podcast also brought to you by MyBookie.ag promo code Ham One MyBookie. Dot .ag, promo code HAM1. They'll match, uh, match your first deposit dollar for dollar. Just remember, if you accept the bonus, you do have to bet it. You can't just take the money back. Uh, but mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1. I mean, we, 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 John, we've, we, we came around the corner in the sports desert, and now uh, it's, it's lush greenery everywhere we turn. Well, when we first started doing uh, – when sports originally came back, right, golf and soccer, Haberman started dipping his toe, started betting soccer. Yeah. And baseball just returned, and we were hammering that hard, right? MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. The NBA guy officially kicks off Thursday night. Uh, they have, I think, what's the eight games until the playoffs start. But betting on – I've always been a fan of betting on playoff series. Now, we don't know exactly the playoff matchups, but I, you can always get good values on, in the first round on a couple teams. The last couple years I've, I've bet against Russell Westbrook and, and won some money. So keep an eye on that. Baseball over-unders are changing every, every day, and you can bet on teams to win their division. You know, the Astros just lost Justin Verlander. That betting on the A's looks a little more spicy, right? Mm. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1. I, I, was, I, I was watching Golf Channel this morning, and it was EPL, it was soccer. I was like, damn. Just so, there's a lot of soccer on my TV in the mornings. I know. I was that? really confused by what was happening. Is it NBC? I think NBC they must owns have Golf had to Channel. Move, did they have to move a soccer game over? Or just because Watford needed to win the game, they, they got replaced you, by Leeds United. So you have any ca- you have any cash on that? Or? No, I, I almost so this is so I hear I'm watching Golf Channel. I hear them go like, We're gonna take you out to uh soccer. Uh, Watford has to win to avoid relegation. And I'm like, Oh, they're gonna play their asses off today. It crossed my mind to bet on them. I forgot about it. Left the room, came back. They were down one nothing uh, seven minutes into the match, and then they were down three to nothing. So I'm glad I didn't do that. Got a DM also about Leeds United. They did not have to do that play in tourney. They won their division and just they were the first place team, so they got in. Oh, okay. Also was told. I'm, did I say this last week? I guess there was like a 2018 an Amazon special about Leeds United. There was like yeah, kind of like a hard knock. Somebody told me that I think, too. Some to check out. So but, yeah, oh, Dean sent me a long DM with a lot of background. Dean, who said he yeah. found the podcast by you by our YouTube channel. So Dean, do you agree? Dean Barclay, hey, before we get you. into Jamal Adams, the news of the weekend, EPL. The kind of the more you find out about it, how big time it is, just how much juice on the line it is. I'm not the biggest soccer guy, beside like World Cup, but I do find it a little more interesting every day, every week that goes by. I, I don't know. It's I, all I'm well not, and good, but are you going to sit down and watch some soccer or not? 
No, but I'm just keeping it pat, you know, track of like yeah, the big just, guys. Yeah, it's clearly just, a thing people are aware of and talk yeah, about. Yeah, and I, 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 at least I, I've come to grips with, I clearly understand why a lot of people in America over the last like, couple of decades have gotten really into it. I get why it's pretty cool, right? The I, buying of players, the getting relegated, the getting in, some of the yeah. big games. You know, I, 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 I can grasp it, which I couldn't like six or seven years ago. Well, I got a text from a, my buddy Tony the other day who said, I really love how much you love Pulisic so much. You know who signed him to play at Dortmund and developed him there into a world-class player? Belichick. And then he said, sorry, not for you. That was for my soccer thread. <laughs> Well, I, yeah, I might have to Google, find out a little bit more about this Christian Pulisic. I can't even say his name, but guy. Uh, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the numeral one, you bet, you win, they pay. All right, yep. John, Jamal Adams got traded. We had just done a YouTube video about Jamal Adams and um, whether or not the Niners would consider trading a second-round pick for him. And maybe it was because it was so fresh in our mind that it blew our minds when the Seahawks traded – Two ones for him, um, and a third, and a player, and they got a pick back. But here's a here's a they fourth. went big, John. Uh, yeah, here's a fourth. <laughs> they went big. I think they the universal big. Friday when it happened. Would you agree? The universal response was the Jets Saturday. won the trade. Was Saturday? Saturday, Saturday, Saturday when Saturday it happened. Afternoon. Yeah. The universal response was the Jets won the trade, which I understand. The, on draft on trade day, they won the trade. Sure. Well, I I think the most eye opening part was seeing multiple ones. If I would have told you the the Jets got a first, a third, a player for Jamal Adams, I'd be like, damn, good haul, impressive. Joe Douglas didn't have a choice. The dude just shit on his coach. He was over it. When it was like, I kind of had to do a double take to be honest with you. Wait, did they two one? Are they swapping one? No, they got two first round picks. Because Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey, Laramie Tunzel, you go, well, one of the best pass rushers of his generation, a star left tackle, and a star corner. Like, we understand the market now for elite guys, right? It's two ones. Well, Kenny Stills was in that trade, too, in fairness, right? Yeah, you're right. Well, okay, let's just use Jalen and, and Khalil. Probably. That, that one was probably a little more complicated because they got two ones and a two, and I think Bill O'Brien was. And they Kenny Stills is a good player. But just Jalen Ramsey, Khalil Mack, just – Two ones. I think Jalen got a two ones and a two. Khalil's, I think it ended up swap. turned into like, yeah, pick swap. The Bears are like, thanks for the tight end we got this year. But it was a shitload. I think that's the going rate for like a Hall of Fame talent is Jamal a Hall of Fame talent is Jamal plays a premium position. The more I read about it, you're like, well, I, I, I get the Seattle historically has been really aggressive, right? They've traded ones for players multiple times. Jimmy Graham, Percy Harvin. You'd say neither worked out, but they proved that they had balls. This one, I, I just think that he fits what they do. They understand what they look for in that position. Pete Carroll is kind of like the NFL's version of Nick Saban. Like DBs are his baby, right? Like that's yeah. that's like his position. Right. He, you know, the, it just his history since he's been in Seattle, which, even in all the time in in uh, SC, they always had badass DBs. Which someone right? could counter and say, well, if if he's so good with DBs, why do you need to trade two ones for one? All the because rest- I just don't. Don't you just go? We're in the prime of our quarterback's career. We are these last couple years. Now that we've transitioned from the LOB team to Russell's team, we're just a couple impact players short. 
right? We're good enough on offense because Russell can do enough. And now we got DK. We got a bunch of running backs. We still got Tyler Lockett. I just think defensively, how do you get that player? And they'd go, here's what we do know. One, John Schneider despises pick like 26. Like he would rather go for a swim around the Pacific, uh, you know, than take a player at 26 or 28 or wherever they always fucking pick because he always trades back. And whenever he's been in a pinch and has to take a player, the guy ends up not being good. I, I think he despises that pick. And two, he goes, how am I ever going to get, like, we got Clowney last year. We kind of got lucky getting Clowney, right? Remember, they traded, like, a third-round pick and a couple of players. Like, that's not typical. And they go, we get this guy who wants to come here, who our coach knows he's a plug-and-play player. We don't, what, what, are, what do our late first-round picks mean to us? We make the play. It's not like, well, you make the playoffs, like, every other year. Like, the Rams, they've really made the playoffs twice, it feels like, in 20 years. Seattle goes, we literally make the playoffs every fucking year. So we're, we're in the dance, so, right? We're, we're, we just want a shot. Yeah, I mean, look, so, because I think both, ev- because everybody agreed that they would do the Jets side of this deal, right? You would do the Jets side of the deal. I would do the Jets side of the deal. Probably every team would do the Jets side of the deal. Because most shitty teams it, are it, not going to be offering Jet, your like first If you're picks. in the Jets position, right? You need picks. Because you traded for Darnold, you haven't been able to, replenish your picks some I saw somebody wrote they really could have justified not using the Quinn and Williams pick and trading that pick just to get picks um you're saying you're saying trade back from Quinn and Williams. yeah yeah but the point is in the Jets position this is a no-brainer for Joe Joe Douglas you didn't draft this player you don't want him here he does I mean he doesn't want to be here right <laughs> yeah I think that's key <laughs> so God, he he requested like four trades yeah. in a 24 month span you didn't you haven't extended them like you you could have extended them you haven't for whatever reason maybe it's the right thing to do maybe you don't want to pay him whatever right that could be part of it too maybe they didn't want to pay him well do you want to pay, but, do you want to pay a player when you're not winning you know uh, that plays a position like at that at some point you have to have good players on your team though yeah he's not like he's old he's a year away from his he's but when I, the, the point I guess is this. you want to pay a player when you're not good who always doesn't act like he doesn't want to be there well it's a yeah. complicated situation so but here's my point is okay let's put that aside for a second because we all would have done the Jets deal. So now let's talk about are the Seahawks taking a risk or are they insane, right? That's really the conversation. Are the Seahawks yeah. totally nuts or are they just taking a calculated risk? Here's a few other factors that could go into this. I think you said one, right? This is a guy that fits for them perfectly. They've never really cared much about what everybody else thinks value is, right? They just kind of do their thing in their own little bubble. One thing, and I texted you this on Saturday. I didn't think of this right away, but as time went on, not only do they hate first-rounders, if you hate first-rounders, well, the odds are that 2021 is going to be an all-time year to hate first-rounders. Because yeah. it's one thing to know Trevor Lawrence or Panay Sewell is going to be the top of the draft. Uh, the end of the first round, those picks are made in the year leading up to that draft, right? Like, Brandon Ayuk, what round would he have been drafted in this year if there wasn't a 2019 college football season? I mean, like Patrick Queen, the dude the Ravens took at the end of the first round, didn't start till game three for LSU. So, so Schneider's thinking, this is going to be, and this is not an overstatement, the biggest crapshoot first round there's ever been. If we get a college football season that A doesn't happen, or B has six games, or C doesn't happen till January, and a bunch of guys, who knows? It's just, yeah. again, that's not an, ex- it's just, I do wonder if he's thinking, if I hate, first and he round already hates, the, he already hates that pick to begin yeah, with. Yeah, then right? I'm really gonna hate it this year. 
because it's yeah. going to be and forget about the word hate. Let's just say it's a 50 50 proposition most years when you draft a 28. I, 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 yeah, hate's wrong. He just looks at it like it's a bad spot. Well, this to year be. it might be a 30 70, 30 the player is a pro bowl or 70 is not or 20 80. I don't know. Because in fairness, the, the smartest thing, I, John Schneider was the guy, and I think a lot of GMs talk like this now, but he's been speaking this for a while. We don't, every single year, we have 16 to 20 first-round players graded on normal college football seasons. Yet we always pick somewhere between 25 and 30. So I, I don't want to pay a, a, a second-round pick first-rounder money. And that's just where I always feel I'm doing. And when I get in a pinch and have to pay pick that player he turns out to never be that good and when I think when you look at their last couple first rounders the dude they put pick last year I think a TCU pass rusher healthy scratch all season long two years ago now I was wrong on this player because I liked him whenever I watched him at San Diego State they took Rashad Penny you have a I think you like I think you you know it's a Mountain West West guys but you just if you could do a do-over I think John Schneider would be like yeah Probably would have taken another player, right? They're tra- or and just I, traded back for cents on the dollar. Or just pick Nick Chubb instead of Rashad Penny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just think that you go, I'm getting a, a plug-and-play player who is a star, and when we do have to pay him, is going to be worth that money. Because you look at the last two players they've traded for, Clowney and Jamal Adams. Like, they do, and when they traded for Percy Harvin and Jimmy Graham, when they trade a lot, like, they do put a premium, and this gets back, I think, to Pete and SC, on like elite talents, right? They, they, they don't like, like they, they have no problem with their projections and the Richard Shermans and then turning them into a star. But if they're going to pay for a lot, like they've done with Russell over the years, like they do with Bobby Wagner, they just want to go, well, I can look myself in the mirror and go, I'm taking a swing on a blue chipper. Now, Percy Harvin, you get hurt. Jimmy Graham, my defense, think calls him a pussy before he ever shows up. At least I know with Jamal Adams, this guy is ready to roll. Right. And whether it works or not, LSU top six pick baller. So I I think they justify it like that. They they value that shit. They they, they really do. Do you think I've seen a few people say, like, if this doesn't turn them into a Super Bowl contender, you can't justify it. Well, are they a Super Bowl? Weren't they a Super Bowl contender last year? Well, you could argue they were 11 and five, but they you know, you know what their point differential was last year? Seven. What's weird is, it, don't, don't you tip your hat to them? Because, like, when I watch them against the Niners, the Patriots, the Saints, whatever, it's always like, damn, Seattle's really good. Their problem is you, you can be watching on a random game. be like the Jaguars or the Panthers on a morning game. You're like, guy, you, Seattle's down 21 points right now, right? That's, they're not super focused every week. You know what the but, Niners' point differential was? 169. Now, in their two games, they were really close. Yeah, t- but is there a team in the league that, like, you never view them when they're playing a big time team like they're not going to win the game or yeah. have a shot to win the game. I know they just so, don't. They just don't play that well against shitty teams. I, I, but but I guess my response to that specific thing about Super Bowl contender is okay. Does he make them a Super Bowl contender? No, not just him, but he is like who are you? Just need star players on defense to be a Super Bowl contender, and they've got well, a couple. Are they a top five team in the NFC? Well, what are the bu- are the Bucks? I well, I can't put the Bucks ahead okay, of them. Okay, then yes. So they're a top five team in the NFC. You got Russell Wilson. You just add a sweet Pro Bowler, and you don't have to give up anything really because you're just going. Well, these picks would be there next year. Yes, if you if you're in the dance and you got a shot and you add a sweet player, 
they're a Super Bowl contender in my mind. Now, are they? Does he make them dramatically better than the Niners? Or who knows? You know, it's no. You know, in the sense of one, he doesn't hurt, right? I mean, it's not like he doesn't. He improves them. Well, here's an example of what I'm talking about. It's like the Chiefs added Tyron Matthew last year. Did he make them a Super Bowl contender? Well, you could argue, yes, he did. Their defense was whatever it was, 28th or 29th the year before. He 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 significantly improved their defense. But it's like, yeah. okay, cool, yeah. But if I take Patrick Mahomes away from that team, he didn't make them a Super Bowl contender. So, yeah, to your point with Russell Wilson, where they already are, what their history is, he gives them a better chance to contend for a Super Bowl. They were an 11-5 and team last year. I, I think that's a good comp. The Mahomes, or excuse me, the the Honey Badger. Now the difference is, as Andy will tell you, that fucker's like the heart and soul of their team. This guy, like, he's a heart and soul player. Like when you watch him, I think he's putting his. Heart I thought and soul his rep was he was a leader the first couple of years in New York. Well, yeah, that's I don't know. I, I feel like it feels a little convoluted right now because it's, all I see is craziness. Yeah. I, I see him in a truck screaming at cowboy fans outside Walmart. Him giving Manesh all this. So it. I, Maybe I think we're all viewing him a little. Wouldn't you say if you just asked a casual NFL fan, you'd be like Jamal Adams would be like, "Oh, that guy's nuts." But if right? you had asked him after two years in the league, they would have been like, "Oh, leader, because high level guy," it, which he would you probably say probably is. Like, who do you think, if you just took a deep breath and go, who would you feel better about in your locker room, just on a daily basis, Jalen Ramsey or Jamal Adams? Jamal Adams. Yeah. So Jalen's a little crazier. Now my pushback would be Jalen's way better. You know, in the sense of he is by far the best corner. So whoever you're playing, Michael Thomas, Julio Jones, Michael Evan, uh, Mike Evans, he just he doesn't just he follows that guy, right? Is this this guy now? I, Bucky Brooks tweeted this, and I do think this is fascinating with the mobile quarterbacks. And there's a sweet mobile quarterback now in this division. And you'd say Jimmy moves around, and against a a, a run heavy division which the Rams and Niners definitely, like, they want to run the ball. And the Rams have a couple good tight ends in Everett and Higby. The Niners' best player in their team is a tight end. And I think Kyler Murray, you'd go, if Jamal's going to spy him, he does make sense in this division. Because Cam Chancellor, you go, what was the big reason the Niners, you know, the, the slight difference of Niners-Seattle back when it was basically a coin flip. It always felt like, I felt like Cam and Earl were kind of the difference in a lot of games, yeah, right? Yeah. Cam ended Vernon Davis's career, and Richard. Like, their defensive backfield is kind of what separated them. And this guy is just – he's a pretty – he's an elite run player. He's a great blitzer. And I think he's the type guy, when you look at Minka Fitzpatrick, once they got him in Pittsburgh, he made them a 500 team last year. wasn't He, he was basically, you know, runner-up for defensive player of the year. And you go, this guy with Pete – and that mindset and the way they want to play, if I told you Jamal Adams is a defensive player of the year candidate this year with Seattle, isn't that believable? I mean, he's, he just have like, you know, two or three picks, but just have some altering plays in big games. Yeah. I, I mean, this and what you just they play you said They play was, the NFC East this year, right? So you're getting Carson Wentz and Dak. I mean, those are mobile quarterbacks. I, I think there really is a case to be made, right? from Seattle's perspective, that he might be worth more to them than he would be worth to another team, given the last two Super Bowl, the last two NFC champions are in your division. Head coach is the play caller. And then Kyler Murray's the quarterback of the other team who's running around like a crazy person who everyone's going to have to figure out how to stop for the next 10 to 12 to 15 years. 
The Niners the, the Niners didn't really have an answer for him. And the no. And then and specifically the 49ers, the team that just won the thing, they've got Kittle, they got Debo, but they love to run the rock. Like you said, the Rams love to run the rock. Hell, in theory, Arizona want, was Arizona top ten in rushing last year or somewhere. Near well, it? doesn't but doesn't the quarterback it factor does. in there a lot? But that's the point. Know? Is like it's it's okay. Maybe it's okay that he's not Earl Thomas. That he's a little more Cam Chancellor. Although I, I think it was Bill Barnwell wrote he's a, he's a better cover guy than Cam. Actually, he let me read you something Barnwell wrote. Adams is better in coverage than any linebacker and better against the run than any safety. He has the ability to frame up to compete with guys like Kittle but also the ability to chase down Murray or to chase Murray. And there aren't many players in the league that can do that. Just when you say that, you'd say, does Seattle get better with him specifically in this division? You'd say, yeah. Well, I'd push back there. I, I, maybe I have to think about it. Text buddies in the league. I feel like maybe Keekley's out of the league. They're definitely a pr- couple. Like Corey Littleton's not a better cover guy. Coverage, I, I think Fred, coverage what do you say? Fr- I'd say Fred Warner's pretty elite cover Warner's guy. Like they're, you know, there are just the last couple of years of more of these hybrid players that you'd say are pretty good. Now, again, like Jamal but, Adams, I, I, yeah, I think I, mean, I you could, Jamal's good. Jamal's you, yeah, fine. you could, and maybe you could argue yeah. somebody else is one or two. But but, I, but his Barnwell's point is, this guy's a unique chess piece. Yeah, his ultimate point was there. There is something on offense that the offense is ahead of the defense in terms of positionless players, and he even points out the way like Kyle uses Debo. And then he mentions Isaiah Simmons, but he's like, maybe this is a guy in terms of positionless defensive players that, you know, can like he on, on one play could be covering the slot. The next play could be blitzing. The next play covering your well, tight that's end. That's the other like thing. This team didn't, they didn't create any quarterback. I think no one had more than four sacks on the Seahawks last year. Yeah. So you're not going to rush in cloudy. I got a bunch of texts from like uh, Seattle fans. That were like, does this mean we can still re-sign Clowney? I'm like, fuck, I, I don't know what Clowney's doing. But yeah, if, if I answer. tell you they do, if somehow they do land Clowney now, I'd, I'd go, yeah, that team, because Clowney, listen, he he can against good teams, he will impact the game. Adding this guy on top of Clowney, I think it's fair to say they would be right there with the Niners because the two Niner games are going to be coin flip games. You would call them a legit Super Bowl contender, right? If Clowney were to return while adding this guy, and here's the other thing, guy, DK Metcalf, which I think we're all like for us, we go, yeah, Debo should have a big year. We've done videos, we've talked about on podcasts. Like, is he an 85, 90 catch guy this year? Well, what do you think? Like Schottenheimer, Pete Carroll, and Russell Wilson are saying with DK, they go, why, why can't DK be an 80 to 90 catch guy? Maybe nine, ten touchdowns. Like, why wouldn't the sky be the limit for him? And the connection that he already has with Russell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and they got their tight ends are solid. I think Seattle. You're right. <laughs> Seven point point differential is kind of crazy. And I, I, the Niners, a major difference because you go well. The Niners when they played Seattle, when they played Baltimore, when they played New Orleans, like the point differential was. I bet if we went through it all, it was like zero. Right. The the Seattle game was three. The New right. Orleans game was right, two. Right. The Seattle, were, the Niners just killed shitty teams. Seattle's like, oh, walk-off field goal. Housh- I don't think Housh goes on the team. Like, against the Jaguars, walk-off field goal against the Lions. Like, they do do a lot of that shit. Right. And I, I do feel like the last couple of years, that's just kind of their style. They're like, yeah, we just, we just don't take the Lions that seriously when we play them on 10 a.m. in Detroit. Now, is that... You could say, well, are they true Super Bowl contender if that's the case? Well, I just know they're in the playoffs yeah, I think, as long as Russell's there. What you're just saying is they can match – they can play with anybody. So if you can play yeah. with anybody, as long as you don't get tripped up by some nobodies, then you've got to Don't a you shot. think a big part 
also of Pete's deal is just every once in a while you got to add a little juice to your deal because I think he, you know, he's even I, I don't know if he's talked about this, but people have talked about this with Pete. Just that style and stuff. It's like it can wear out super high. Like you don't need to be like that with Richard. Like after a while or Cam Chancellor or Michael Bennett. Like those guys are fine. Now Bobby Wagner and Russell have heard the same thing over and over. But I do think adding a guy like this some juice that if he's actually the guy the first couple of years and if he doesn't hate your coach, he's a good guy, he's a team leader, that that adds some juice. Is there some intangible there why just getting this guy just a crazy SOB who's a badass in your operation? Well, I, yeah, I think you could Because the Niners did it with Richard things. and it kind of changed them. Two things, right? One, you could argue they kind of like a player that has just some shit to him, right? Yeah. And they've proven they can, by and large, for some period, you know, it ended bad with Earl and ended kind of bad with Richard, whatever, and they overpaid it Cam. Ended, but, but in the NFL, it ends bad sometimes. It's true. I don't know if it ended bad with Richard. But um, and but the other part of this is, if you're Jamal Adams, what coaches would you, who would be on your show? Now, he made a list of seven guys he'd want to play for. But if it was like, all right, you want to play for the Seahawks or the Cowboys, based on what's best for you as a player, what do you do? You choose Seattle. Like, Hell yeah. Pete Carroll? Are you kidding? Well, Pete and Russell Wilson. Like, wouldn't you, you just, if you're a player, I don't care who, you, even if you're a defensive guy, wouldn't you want to play with the best possible quarterback? Like, be like, who do you want to play with? Wouldn't most guys be like, Mahomes? Like, I heard this argument. I, I, it was like Ocho Cinco to this YouTube with like five other former players, like Fred Taylor, uh, Brandon Marshall, and a couple guys. And they were just talking like, Lamar Jackson, how much they love Lamar Jackson. And they're like, who would you rather play? And Reggie Wayne was there with Lamar Jackson or Mahomes? And Marshall, and, and they had just been blowing Lamar Jackson. Yeah. And Reggie and Brandon Marshall are like, are you are you serious? This isn't a question. I'd rather play with fucking Patrick Mahomes. And they're like, I love Lamar Jackson. I like getting the ball thrown to me. I want the rock. Right. And this guy throws the rock. So if you're a defensive guy, you just want to play with the guy that you go, this guy gives me the best chance to win a Super Bowl. Because at this point in time, it's pretty clear the formula to win in the NFL, right? Have a star quarterback. And I'd say, is he the second? I know Lamar was the MVP, but if you were a big game in the NFL, 2020, Mahomes' number one pick, I think pretty universally Russell Wilson with fans and GMs and coaches would be, if you had to have one guy to win you one game, you would take three, being that Russell Wilson number three, after Patrick Mahomes. Number, right? You would take him number two. I, yeah, he's number three on his jersey. I'd take him number two behind Patrick Mahomes. And if you told me, like, we did that and I had, like, the second pick in the draft, I wouldn't feel like, I'd go, you got Mahomes, I got, I got a good shot. Right, I'd feel pretty good about my chances. Right, I, I mean, I you're talking about like one of the greatest. If Russell wins another Super Bowl and the stats he's been putting up, like he's going to go down as like a, I don't know, top seven or eight well, quarterback. He, he's going to have a shot. Like he has a shot at another MVP here too. He's just I, playing. I mean, like he was an MVP. in the mix. Now they got to now again. They got to win. So this is where he needs Jamal Adams can help him win an MVP. But hmm, there's a take for later in the week. Uh, <laughs> Video, but yeah, there's a, there's a video. Hold on, let me make a note. We're always trying to grow here. Uh, all right, before we move on, John, let's tell the people about DraftKings. We've got another big game coming this week. We're gonna make it a hundred again. Um, let's keep it growing because depending on how fast it fills, maybe we make it bigger for the following week. And again, when you get into our DraftKings games, then you're on our air quotes mailing list. And so you're the first one to know about the next games. DraftKings.com or just download the DraftKings app and enter the promo code HAM when you sign up. Now, there was some confusion because somebody texted me or DM'd me and said, hey, 
I had an old account. I realized, how do I put in the promo code? This is when you sign up for the account is when you put the promo code Hammond. So if you have an existing account, I don't think you can put the code in, right? But that's okay. Just get in our game anyway. One thing my brother said is when he just did it, him, Tyler, Scotty, when they signed up and got in, they got five free bucks in their account. I think that's a chance to win the million dollars. And then they obviously got in our game, which our games have been pretty consistently $10. Uh, maybe we talk about maybe we go the same number of winners for the PGA champ. Maybe we just up for Ooh, the majors, make put it a, a fifteen dollar game. Yeah, what about twenty? Mm-hmm. You know, 20. Three, there's only three majors. There's only three this year. I like it. Uh, uh, so it's just something. To, just something I to like about. where your head's at. Yeah, uh, but DraftKings, I, 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 I listen. They've bought spots. They, they're advertiser. I can't tell you how much joy I get checking my team and in these games. And, and you and me have been people that have not played fantasy our entire life. I fucking love daily fantasy. I know you're playing baseball. I've done it for the last year with in the NBA. Uh, golf is really, really fun. And the majors are going to be a fucking blast. Football is the cream of the crop. I mean, it's, daily fantasy football is incredible because you take Zeke one week, he sucks or he gets hurt. Unlike normal leagues, you're not stuck with the guy. Next week, you're like, I'll just take Saquon. You know, it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm telling you, if you like sports, and if you're listening to this, I imagine you do, Download the app. It is. I'm not just saying this because they're paying me to say this. I I would play this if they like. We're not paying you guys anymore. I would continue to play. I enjoy their fucking product. It's fantastic. DraftKings. Download the app. Promo code Ham. You can play all these different sports, but definitely get in our game. You got to do it fast because it's filling up, guy. Okay? All right. When you use the promo code Ham, you get a free shot at a million dollars with your first deposit. Orlando's getting fired up. So NBA, you've been telling me, is fantastic to play. You pick eight players. And then it's about three-pointers, rebounds, assists, more stuff. So DraftKings for the NBA is going to be huge. Maybe we get an NBA game going, um, a ham NBA game going, just to just to have some fun, John. Minimum $5 deposit required. Maybe that's where Jeff's five bucks came from. Eligibility <laughs> restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. <laughs> Maybe it is. Uh, okay, so here's another thing to address that I want to run by. Our buddy Chris Biederman who's a uh, podcast friend and listener, covers the 49ers. He tweeted this uh, the other day, John. Antonio Brown, Odell Beckham Jr., Minka Fitzpatrick, Jalen Ramsey, Tom Brady, now Jamal Adams. Anyone else sense a pattern? Then he wrote, 49ers trades. Jimmy Garoppolo, second-round pick. D. Ford, second-round pick. Emmanuel Sanders, plus a fifth, for a third and a fourth. Trent Williams, third and a fifth. Might be time to accept that trading away multiple first-round picks isn't in the 49ers ethos. We really should have known this when they went the other direction, trading away to force Buckner for a first, but that's a pretty boring take. Now, they have had, I would say this, right, all those picks have had unique, not all of them, but a couple of the key players that you'd say could have gone for ones, like Trent or Jimmy, have had unique circumstances. Trent, particularly unique. Yeah, Belichick called Kyle Shanahan in the morning like, hey, here's what's going to cost. You want him or not? You got 10 minutes, call me back. Like, Belichick set the parameters. Right. Yeah. I mean, and Trent Williams. In retrospect, they would have. Minnesota offered a second and money, and Trent said, "No, I'm not going." If if the cost for Jimmy was a one, would they have done that deal? It would have been a good one. Yeah, I think we'd have to remember they were terrible at the time. They're like one and eight. It would have been a little more complicated. I think the deal that's fair to say here's why I'd push back with Biederman. Remember, they made a legit offer to the Raiders, which included a one. Now, did it include two ones like the Bears? But they had a one on the table for Khalil Mack. I, I, I think this, like the, Buckner, like, the Buckner deal, does any good GM in the league do the Buckner deal? Like, to me, that was a pretty no-brainer. 
trading Buckner for the 13th pick. I also have a philosophy. When I heard you list some of those names, and a couple of those names, like Antonio went for a third and a five, but I, I know what he's saying. And Antonio was, I mean, a pretty big red flag. There was a reason he was going for a third and five. I, I would not, I just made this up on the fly. I would not trade a first-round pick for a player if I didn't go, I have my franchise quarterback for a minimum the next six, seven years. When you look, the Chiefs did it last year with Frank Clark. The John Schneider's done it pretty consistently. Uh, the Bears, Khalil Mack's been worth it as a player. He what he win the defensive player of the year was like a, a candidate that first year. They went twelve and four. He was their best player. But I think you know that compensation when they don't have a quarterback. I'm not saying Jimmy's closer to that guy to not being that guy, but I think trading two first round picks for like a Jalen Ramsey when you go that's one of the problems for the Rams. Like, you'd go, yeah, I want Jalen Ramsey, but now you got no compensation. Where, look at this. The, the Do you think the Texans regret getting Laramie Tunzel? No, because they got Deshaun, and they had to protect him. Yeah. So, I to me, the Jimmy question, like, if after this year, they go to the NFC Championship, Jimmy has, you know, 35 and 7, and he's just gotten dramatically better, and it's clear he's going to be the guy. If you told me next year they make a trade, like, a 1 and a 2 for I, just some random, you know, a Julio, whoever. You right, just a star player. I like it. I think I think it becomes easier to do. I now, definitely think with a receiver specifically, right? Like if the Browns trade a one for Odell and they don't now whether or not Baker turns out, whatever, but they thought they had their franchise quarterback when they did that deal, right? Because why did Seattle go after Percy Harvin and Jimmy Graham? They were trying to get Russell help. Yeah. But that like the Browns deal makes no sense if they're still looking for their quarterback. Oh yes, right. One, to, to your yeah. to your Stupid. point. But I will say this for Biederman. Now, we could, like, we're kind of nitpicking specifics. On the counter, to his support, you would say the Rams have had, there have, there have been oppor- multiple opportunities to trade a number one pick, and they haven't done it. The Rams have done it in their division, and now Seattle's done it in their division in this, like, Kyle John Lynch era. Um, Rams done it like seven times. And, and I would even say this, like, this year specifically, we thought, I certainly did, that they were going to trade back. With their now they traded back one spot for the Kinlaw, but we thought they would use that Ayuk pick and trade into the second round and accumulate picks, and they did the opposite of that, right? Yeah. So they do, and they did it previously with Reuben Foster. They used, they had two ones, and they used them. They didn't flip out, and I don't mean like lose their minds. I just mean like flip out of the round. So I do think we can say pretty. I do think we can say this. This is where I would agree with Chris, is they do view ones a little differently than Seattle does. They put a higher premium on ones. Just I using them the more one- like ha- like Howie. They, they value like the analytics behind a move. Like they balance more. Are we better off trading our second to get a player that's 80% of that and keeping our first? Right. They 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 view a they do a bigger bigger picture thinking. Like this is not big picture this is all of our chips in the middle of the table Jalen and Jamal right right the Niners try to balance this is where I give Kyle credit part of it now he has nine years worth of contracts they're not trying to set the world on fire next like they're they're trying to sustain this for a little while Howie's big on that right he would rather instead of going two ones and a two for Jalen we know other stuff will become available go three and five for Darius Slay and I think it's hard but I Anyone in business says this, and we know, and as you get older, you start getting involved, whether it's buying a home or fucking any sort of business deal you do. Sometimes in patience, and it's hard to be patient when you're young, but you realize as you get older, just take a deep breath. And I'd say, like, the Rams in Seattle, 
they didn't really display patience. Now, I, I got no problem with Seattle doing it, but like if the Niners had done this exact deal for Jamal Adams, like Jamal Adams has been a Niner today for two ones and a three, I'd be pretty critical of him. I'd, I'd say that's that's borderline insanity. You'd also argue they need him less. Than they Seattle need him, does. but I'm just saying when you and back to my quarterback theory, it'd be like we still got some a pretty big. I mean, I wouldn't say a big question mark, but just some unknown with some but, other positions that. Right. Yeah, I would also say the 49ers are about. They've got a number of players that are about. I mean, we just saw them pay Eric Armstead. Kittle needs to get paid. Bosa will be coming up. And as you say, the cap adjust and whatever, you're fine. But they're just at a different point well, on their well, timeline. It's, it's, but it's actually going. Well, back. I know. But <laughs> my point is just they're on a different point of their timeline right now than Seattle. Seattle's going for their second hurrah. Right. Yeah. The 49ers are just. They've got a group right now that's good enough if they can keep the window open until they have to kind of reset. So. Well, Seattle I, goes right now easily to look in the mirror and go, best case scenario, four or five years of peak Russell Wilson. We, we got it. Every year, we, we need to not just take a hack, but I'm, I'm taking Giancarlo Stanton's swing for the fences, right? Yeah. Or, well, what are we doing? And I, and I think they'd say, a Stantonian blast! <laughs> that's always been our mindset. Yeah. We're the Niners. And it, this gets, and, if but I think that's Peterman, want to do this I think stuff, this is Peterman's point, though, right? Is they are clearly much more judicious with their first round picks, and they and you'd say they have missed with some of them, but they have had some in a short amount of time some big hits with their first round picks. We, I mean, I'm already counting Ayuk and Kinlaw as big hits. I should back off that one, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah, well, I mean, we'll see. Like they, well, they wouldn't have had unless they gave up the Kinlaw pick for like Stephon Dicks, right? Would they have been interested? in giving pick at the time what well, you know it would have been 31 for Stefan Diggs. Now, it took 22 or whatever the bills were at. And I'd go, yeah, I don't know. I, I would Would they rather that. have what they have? Yeah. Yeah, and a guy under a cost-controlled contract that they already really liked. I you're right. I I think they in a weird way take a more analytical approach. Little, little like Dodgers, like, but, but I do think that we're gonna see, they will, like, they're involved in this shit. I, I, it won't shock me when they do take a big swing because they, like you said, I don't know if luck's the right word, but they did benefit a lot from Belichick calling fucking Kyle when countless other teams wanted the player. Right? If, if, if Belichick would have just tweeted out from the Patriots. You got five hours. Everyone text me your best offers for Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo might not be. Cougar Linda and I have dinner tonight at 7. Offers have to be in by 6.30. And Trent Williams cooked the books to get him there. Yeah, right. right. He kind of forced his hand. If they had been open bidding, everybody, Trent Williams has no power over the thing. He might probably wouldn't be a 49er. Now, I don't know the exact offer for Khalil Mack, but I was told by someone in the know that they were very, very aggressive. Now, was it two ones and a three? I I don't know. And guess what? I would say they're better off that they didn't do that deal now today. Well, the, well, now look who they have because like they wouldn't have Nick Bosa, who's way cheaper. You're right; their timeline is a lot different. Uh, but I, I'm not ruling out them being aggressive because you're right. They, it's not like they. So do what nothing, do you think? Is right? there okay? So so like ton left tackle, pass. Well, rusher, he's a free agent, so you. Trent, I, I just think yeah. they're. This is kind of a weird but you time did for just this team tra- after like this year. You did just trade a third. Like you would like to just extend him and keep him as your left tackle, right? Would it shock you if by like week I don't eight think you chase he's that. playing well? Yeah, he's just extended. They make him one of the highest. The paid way the players, Raiders like did with three. Crabtree. Yeah, something like that. I think one position where you could see them being aggressive because I, I 
you'd go, well, you keep John, you keep talking about Seattle having all these picks in the 20s. If the Niners stay good, they're going to be the same thing. Right. Aren't they going to have to make a pretty aggressive move to probably get a cornerback? You know, whether it's trading up in a draft or just getting a, a ready made player because Richard's going to leave. Right. They don't, I mean, they, their you other want, corner is just. just like, they don't have a corner. Now, no. I think the pushback is, well, Jalen Ramsey's don't become available very often, right? That's just most teams, when they get Patrick Peterson, he just – Well, Revis, yeah, you stays. would – how many first-round – how many corners are out there right now that would command a first-round pick? Not many. And of the ones that would, who you, you're not trading like – I don't even know. I have to think about it. Like, Gilmore's a little older, but like a player of his caliber – Belichick's like, yeah, I'm not. I'm keeping this guy. He's my, he's the he's the defensive player. Right, he's the, the Jags would have kept Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, J- Jalen hated them. Right, <laughs> Jalen wanted to leave, and that's a huge part of Jamal Adams and Jalen Ramsey because you see a lot of times even on bad teams, that guy just stays. Right, like look, try to think of like uh, the Cardinals for example. They've been shitty now for three or four years. Chandler Jones at one point in time could have been like. Get me to a winner. Get me out. He just—he's cool. They're paying him a bunch of money. He's just kicking ass. He's just there. Like if those guys don't demand trades, and if it's just like you know, Jalen and Jamal—they love being a Jet and they love being a Jag, and the coaches love them. Wouldn't those guys just have stayed and been highly paid players? Like if Jamal had just been pristine character, captain, like loved Adam Gase, like always fist bumping Joe Douglas, like Sam Darnold's guy, he just stayed. Yeah, I mean it's possible, right, that Joe Douglas would have been like. You know what? If I can get two ones, even if he's a leader, we we just need I need draft capital. Would he have gotten? Did he get the same amount he would have gotten for Jamal Adams if Jamal Adams was viewed right now today like the Jets' leader? He might have got the same thing. Yo, I, I can you get any more than that? <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. So you know, one thing I tweeted, I was drinking on Saturday and I was thinking about this. Once the trade, one thing that and we've talked about this that's really added to the sport of football is the majority of our life, right? When we were kids, the main trade deadline was baseball. Sweet players in baseball got dealt. Like star players got traded in baseball. I'd often say definitely in the late 90s, 2000, basketball, sweet trades happened in the NBA. Now, it doesn't always turn out to be sweet, but you'd be like, two all-stars got swat. Like just huge trades happened in the NBA. For the most part, football trades had kind of been just draft only, like picks for, you know, during draft time, it feels now pretty consistently over the last three or four years, star players, like the highest rated guys on Madden at different positions, get dealt, which to me has added to football being really cool. For a long time, if anyone said, like, name a blockbuster NFL trade, everyone said the same thing. Be like, Clinton Portis for Champ Bailey. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Or Ditka traded his entire draft for a player. Yeah, but that was a draft. We're talking. About, I'm talking and about that was player a draft. Yeah, player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. Good point. Although I guess like, it doesn't have to be player, but not. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe. But it, it happens it, like. It but but I think it sometimes it happens like draft they trade day. a second round pick for Brett Favre. Right. And he was like a backup, and and then he turns out to be like it doesn't usually like Brett Favre in his prime. Like Brett Favre got dealt. No. But That's like, what we're looking CC for. CC Sabathia. Yeah. Those type guys get traded. In in football, it never happened. Now, guy. I would say, on average, two or three star players get like Pro Bowl players get traded. It feels like, and Think we get this and year, we, and we get Ramsey, to me, Diggs, and we get in season trades like the Minka deal, Darius Slay, Minka. Think how many Ramsey. players have been traded over the last hand, the Khalil. last twelve months. I mean, no, it's just insane. Months, but... DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, that's a good one. 
But he, and he, you could say, yeah, well, that's drafty. Well, kind of. I mean, they Odell. gave David Did Johnson straight up for him. Odell? That was players was Jar- and picks. Was Jarvis a trade? Landry? Uh, Dolphins? The Browns? Yeah, I think so. And then he signed. But to me, like, that would be, like, the high, high end in our life. Like, Jarvis Landry. Well, like, yeah, it's, no, yeah. it's kind of cool, but... but um, uh, Ed, Edger and James. Maybe, Edger and maybe James, John Schneider's a part of about John Schneider's a part of like six of them. <laughs> you know? John Schneider's been good for the NFL, right? Definitely good for content creators. Yeah, yeah. Need Schneider about, especially and, if you talk about Howie. the NFC West. They've been perfect for their markets, right? If you're a local fan, well, if you're a fan, you want to win. But I mean, really, Seattle wins, Philly wins, and they're just always doing crazy stuff. Now, I, I do think when you look at the Niners roster, you go, well, they're starting left tackle they just traded for. Now, it was weird circumstances. Quarterback traded for. Uh, D Ford, question mark. But they did get aggressive for him, right? They, they overpaid slash. If they could get a redo on that, they would not redo it. But they did do it. They would right? redo it. Yeah, if they could if they could be like, cancel that a yeah. year ago, they would have. Like you but with they did on Uber it. Eats be- when the omelet's yeah. 45 minutes late. So the, the, to me, they they have taken some maybe not that level of swings, but they take like pretty good hacks. Because right? I also think when you trade two ones, it's setting your franchise back in the sense of like that guy has to be a home run hit. You, your margin for error moving forward, if you don't have Russell Wilson, yeah. like if Jamal is just solid, like they're still going to be really good. Yeah, but right? he's got to be. He has to be the NFC's Pro Bowl safety. Well, yeah, I'm saying for them to win the Super Bowl, but I just they're mean, going me to the playoffs like or not. They yeah, okay, I, yeah, you did it, but he better be we. He better be like, oh, once you get him with Pete, it'll be even better, right? Like, uh, would you Swiss is, Army is, knife? For example, is Jalen Ramsey worth it right now? Missed the playoffs last year. Yeah, but it has right. It, it's it's independent of Jalen, right? If they have a chance to win their division, then Jalen Ramsey's worth it. Jalen can be yeah. the same player. That's where the Jags would be like, of course we're going to trade Jalen Ramsey. What good does having the best cornerback in the NFL do us right now? Because wouldn't you say it makes more sense for Seattle to do this than the Rams to do that for Jalen Ramsey? Yeah, although the Rams thought they they kind of felt like, you know, they had just been to the Super Bowl and young quarterback. I mean, needed needed a better – I mean, their standard – I shouldn't say their standard. Their goal is is the NFC Championship, the Super Bowl. Here, here's what I also say. They feel a little more reckless. Like, I, I don't feel Seattle is reckless. Right. Now, I feel they're bold, and it might get burned. I feel the Rams now, Brandon Cooks, extend him after, like, three OTAs. Like, yeah, guys, he's fast. We, we all know that. Like, let's see him play some games. The Jalen Ramsey thing, all the emotion midseason. Now, there is a huge element of before Corona hit, they had a lot of money invested in this place. They need to sell it out. They needed the buzz. Now you could as Jalen Ramsey like does a casual like he's a corner winning is buzz. But, I think that's where he helps. Is you just think he can help you win. Yeah, he he could help us be a double digit win team. Uh, where I think Seattle like they feel pretty good. Like this guy, I, I I'm hard pressed to not see him a Pro Bowler for him. Right, for it to be a for it to be a success for them, independent of what the Jets get. If he's a defensive player of the year in the next two years, and he makes their defense dramatically better, it's a it's it was worth it. I right? would I would argue if people are talking about they have to win the Super Bowl if they win the NFC West, or if yeah. they're in a conference championship game. To me, that's because now it's just all right. Russell, if they're in an NFC title game, I'd say you know what that and he's really good. I say it was worth it because now you you are going into a game and Russell Wilson has a chance to get you the Super Bowl. That's 
Would you would you be less likely to do these deals though, now knowing that like you know there's only one home field buy. Playoffs are just hard. It, it, it's you could be really good and be one and done. It's you're not even think like you don't think like that in baseball. Just get me in the dance. I'll take my chance with the best players possible. Yeah, I got Russell. Like you said, you got Russell. Yeah. Give me some. Give me a home playoff game. I'll feel pretty good about advancing the next round. And then take my chances in the semis or the NFC Championship, right? And one of the best teams. Like we feel good about our chances if the Niners are always, you know, the team we had to play in the playoffs, right? We're not going to be. Here's the other thing: the Niners. We got to be a little better this year. We might not have a home field advantage. Well, they're not going to have one, right? I just yeah, thought of that. That's one. a good point too. That's another take. Make a note. <laughs> uh, all right, John. Coin flip. Uh, Major League Baseball or Lou Williams? Uh, we're gonna talk about right now. I, I'll, you want to talk about Lou Williams? Yeah, I want to talk okay. about Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Because John. my fir- my first reaction was, I think I was full of shit, and the more information I found, I actually believe the guy. Can a strip club be known for its food? Is part of the question here with Lou Williams, uh, who has to quarantine now for ten days. Went home for a funeral, or went to Atlanta for a funeral. Uh, the father of a good friend of his. Afterwards, goes to Magic City, I think is the name of the place, for the Wings. A rapper whose name is... Uh, Lil John. Lil John. Birdman. says I thought it was like Pistol P or something. Yeah. Tweets out a photo and then takes the photo down and says, it was an old picture. Even though Lou Williams is wearing a COVID mask that they gave out at the bubble in Orlando. So definitely not an old photo. <laughs> Did it say NBA on it? I don't know, but it was like... Clearly, I haven't. Some people said it was easily identifiable as the mask that the NBA gave to players in Orlando at gotcha. the bubble. <laughs> gotcha. So, uh, but then the internet started flooding with people saying Lou has been basically what we are for pink onion pizza for Magic City's wings. He tweets about them all the time. They have a menu item called the Lou Will Lemon Pepper Barbecue Wing, John. So maybe he really was just, he caters people. Somebody tweeted he caters to his house just for meals. Well, here, here's my question. Let's take him at face value because I, I saw Roz retweeted. He did an interview with Roz that she asked, like, what's your favorite food? He said, oh, my favorite food, bar none, is the Wings in Magic City, the strip club in Atlanta. And, and I think she, she kind of laughed, and he's like, no, I'm dead serious. Like, he was not kidding. And then I think the more research, it feels like a lot of people came to his support. Yeah. If he had done, let's just say the equivalent of, he goes to this funeral, which he's even said, like, I went to the funeral first, on my way home, I picked up the food. He goes to the funeral to pick up food, let's say, for his family, he swings by a burger joint, walks in to grab four burgers or a pizza joint. Is this a big deal? Is it? I don't even think it goes gets no, viral. Right? But he also didn't, he hashtagged in and out, but wasn't the photo him hanging out with the rapper having a drink? Yeah, I mean, he might have had a cocktail. <laughs> But but this gets. I don't back, think okay, it was a, like the orders on the table, grab the bag and leave situation. So l- let's say this: he goes to Ruth Chris to pick up some food. He sits at the bar where there are people the, in Atlanta. What are the NBA rules here? If you go into a restaurant, can you? I I think they had told people when you leave, they had specific rules. They told guys, and part of it, it felt like an fu from Lou. Like I'm just going out to the strip club, which. Again, I don't think it was. like you, Maybe he just saw his buddy, Pistol Pete the Rapper. He's like, oh, the, the wings aren't – I got 10 minutes for the wings already. Yeah, I mean, order me a fucking gym. He said the, the, yeah. the, that there was no entertainment there, apparently, that night. You're saying that it was shut down. There was no stripping. Yeah. But it, I went it, to the Magic City website, and they've got photos by month. 
And under July, there was a photo of a stripper wearing a, co- uh, a corona of mask, wearing a COVID mask. But maybe yeah. they were off that day. <laughs> I it, I think it's kind of funny. You know, it's I, very I, funny. I, I kind of want to try these. Wait, I remember in Atlanta, I'm going to try them out. Are you a Sound do you like a dry good. rub or a uh, wet rub? I, I or a non-rub well, if I'm sauced. at a strip club, I would like a dry. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't want to get too dirty. Uh, but if I was ordering to pick up. I'm a su- I, I like a wet. What do you I like prefer? A barbecue. Just a bar- See, I'm with you. Just a straight barbecue sauce. Uh, you know, you know what? I'm not a, a huge fan sweet. of guy. A Kansas City barbecue or, uh, sauce. Carolina what's, barbecue what's sauce. What's the what's the what's the hot one that's often called? Uh, habanero, uh, kicking. No, just the just the normal. What's Spicy? the like the hot? Yeah, the spice. They're called a specific fucking name. I can't think of it off the top of my head. Uh, For a wing, you know, it, sometimes you see this on like a salad. It's kind oh, of a buffalo. Hot yeah, buffalo. Yeah. Hot take, not a huge buffalo guy. I actually really like it on a sandwich, like a buffalo chicken sandwich. Yeah. On a wing, it lights up my cuticles, man. My fingers start burning. It's yeah. like I right. have to, one napkin, I need I need a napkin for every wing I eat. Great take. Don't mind it on like a, a sweet chicken sandwich if it's a little rub or spread. Don't like it on my wings, guy. I, I just don't like it on my wings. I would go dry to dip in ranch. Mm. Over a buffalo wet. I will say this for him: the lem- a lemon pepper is pretty good. Yeah, if I but if I'm going lemon pepper dry, I'm dipping it into ranch. Well, I'll, I know this: if I can only order now wings, you can order a bunch. But if it's like, hey, I'm just getting a side one order, I'm not going lemon pepper or, or something weird. I'm going barbecue. Actually, let me see what the Magic City menu is here. I but I see I don't mind actually dry as long as you get me a dipping sauce. And if you go wet, if if you go wet, I'm going honey barbecue regular barbecue or like if you have a special I, I again hot take people they definitely there's gonna be pushback on this i'm not a huge spicy food guy it's not because i'm like a pussy or whatever it just doesn't like to me it kind of wipes out the because people are like oh you can't handle the heat well it doesn't make I mean, you a i pussy. can handle it i can sweat or whatever but i mean i there's you know, something you see that, to, i think there's oh sorry finish i, I just think it kind of wipes out flavor of food there's something to be said for i do like spicy to a point, but I want to, I'm being miserable or like, ah, 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 that doesn't do anything. It's not, it doesn't elevate my enjoyment of the food. Another, here's another problem. Now, I do like hot sauce, but yeah, I, oh, I do too. I'm a, I'm a sweater naturally. Browns. And when you are bald, mm. your pores, you start sweating. I'm not looking to eat and look like I'm on the treadmill. Like I'm just trying to enjoy hot ones. My isn't tacos. that the show? Yeah, well, what's the what's the the wing guy that kind of created a business on YouTube? Hot ones, famous, isn't Hot Ones the show? That, yeah, that the show. famous the, like the GIF of the guy, with, you know, you know that the actor that like almost chokes. Paul, is it the Paul yeah. Rudd? No, it's. Uh, I think there is a Paul Rudd GIF. It, it's um, it's the black dude from The Wire. He's been in a bunch of other movies. Okay. I mean, he's a legit actor. You're the English guy. I think Shaq has one too, where he's sweating his ass off. I, I, I'm just not looking for those type of wings, and yeah. I'm a I'm a wing guy. When I was growing up, my there was a good place in Sac when my mom was driving home from work. Used to get these wings and, and onion rings, and just mm. a huge like uh like the KFC bucket, but wherever it was kind of hole in the wall, and we would just eat that for dinner. Mm. I was not a wing guy. I've shocking. I was a fat kid. <laughs> I know there's just some tendency, some some habits and tendencies you're trying to break. Yeah. <laughs> so I could do some wings right now. Actually, yeah, actually I got actually pink onion doesn't left sound- over pizza tonight. Doesn't sound terrible. I might have to look into order that. Uh, have you been watching much baseball? Uh, yeah, I watched here. I mean, I, I've I, watched. I'm following it more time. on Twitter. 
I, now, part of it is I've had some DraftKings teams, so I had to really keep an eye on some guy named Peraza, who was the cheapest yeah. player on my team that night, got me 28 points, the Red Sox second baseman or shortstop, or I don't even know what. But I have watched a lot of baseball. One sneaky take for you, Sonny Gray is back again. He was fantastic last year, so it's not a... But the Reds are actually pretty watchable because they got like three really good pitchers. He throw hard again, or no? He's just more. Yeah, he's like throwing hard, but he was good. his last year. He was pretty good. He's throwing hard. He's spotting the ball. I think the Reds have the Reds are like on the front end of some of the baseball pitching analytics. You know, uh, uh, dr- they hired the head of uh, Driveline, which was the front end of like all the uh, sp- spin rate stuff and biomechanics. Um, again, a guy named Kyle. I think it's Bodie or Body. And um, and so they are they're deep in it. So I think they've kind of you know Sonny. I remember talking to Sonny when he was an A. I loved him, uh, both as a guy and as a pitcher. But I think Sonny was just kind of like, yeah, I just go up there and I just kind of do my thing. Sonny would fuck around with grips on the mound and invent pitches. I think they've done a good job, from what I understand, of just helping him understand like this is what works for you. Here's how we can make you better. Where he was always so no he was one, always just no kinda, wonder they would like Trevor Bauer. Then they too. would love Bauer. Right. Yep. But Sonny was always just kind of like, if he was a football player, you would say he was just like a playground player. Yeah, yeah. you know. Um, so I think it's really and Bauer was phenomenal. Bauer had ten strikeouts through five, and Cowherd tweeted like, "Any baseball I should watch today?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you should get because I saw he had 89 pitches, so I knew he was coming out." I was like, "I just replied, yes, you should watch Bauer." And then Bauer struck out the side in the sixth, so he had 13 Ks in six innings. He was, was he throwing hard. They're yes, throwing fucking heat. He had one guy today. The ball, I swear to God, John was almost in the mitt as the guy. I mean, basically in the mitt as the guy's bat was just getting to the strike zone. Blew it. Blew. You throwing ninety eight. Now this is a couple. Now days they were ago. playing the Tigers too. <laughs> yeah, they stink. A couple days ago, but when Kershaw got scratched, now this guy had been one of their big prospects, but he's not on. Typically, it's a thirty man right now, not the twenty. He's on the taxi squad, so, and they just yank Carrot Top up. And he looked like fucking the redhead version of Cindergard. You go, so it's not, it'd be one thing. It's like, they just got unlimited hitters, kind of like the Yankees. Well, yeah, they have unlimited sweet, like, 22-year-olds that just are starters that just throw flamethrowers. I knew they were that, in trouble. I, they should, you would rather face Kershaw, I think, than Dustin May. Yes, that guy, I mean, that guy's going to be, why is he just not on the 30 man? Just he couldn't crack. I don't the, think because even right now, rotation? like, I don't know. Is Walker Bueller going to be their fifth starter? Like they don't, they, he's kind of working back from an injury. They don't have enough spots. I don't think, wait, wait. but he's better. It's pretty, he's better. better. It's, it's pretty clear that this guy, uh, Friedman running that operation. Now Farhan played a role. Some of these guys, their team top to bottom. Would you agree? One of the best teams we've probably seen over the last decade, just talent wise. I don't. That doesn't mean they're going to win it or whatever, but it's stupid, guy. I mean, because kind of like Jamal Adams, they got fucking Mookie Betts. Would Verdugo? Would he have been a starter on this team? Did they give up a starter for Mookie Betts? They add Mookie Betts without giving up a starter. Bellinger, Muncie, Seager, Turner. How was how did Muncie get so good? You got me. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't get it. They, they are. And I get the Giants-Dodger rivalry, which I was texting our buddy Dickinson. You know one thing that sucks? Hmm. And this is what's cool about Seattle and the Niners. It's just some one thing to make a rivalry good, like Auburn-Alabama, is have the teams both be good at the same time. Like, they've had some historic games with a lot on the line over the last Saban era, right? One problem, like Michigan-Ohio State, you'd say, 
Well, yeah, Michigan can't really hang with them. You know, part of a rivalry like Seattle, the Niners, or the Ravens and Pittsburgh all those yeah, years. the games have in to the matter. Di- matter. And the Giants, they, they've never been good at the same time. Well, it's it like the like Giants won on Saturday. Life. It was like, they got one. It's like, yeah, who ca- they, they could play 20 times. They'll win five, maybe. Yeah, but it doesn't even matter. Like, yeah, it's I was like, oh, Halloween. Whatever. I think for them, I, one thing I was thinking about Sunday, just thinking about them, was like, they just need Cueto to be good enough. Like, will someone trade for him, maybe? Could they get something for Johnny Cueto? Mm. In a 16 yes. team where there's 16 teams, maybe no one will do it. Do you think so? He's got like four years no, left. No, he's expensive and he's 34. Did you see this guy? He is the all – I saw Carabas, the, the barstool guy, said it's, he's a Hall of Fame pimp job guy. Uh, actually, me, John, by the way, sorry, Cueto, one, next year at $21 million, then he's got a buyout. So. Oh, so it's not too bad. But this guy has always been a Hall of Fame swag guy. Who? Cespedes, we think – was farming and broke both of his ankles. Seems a little shady, but he had a terrible broken ankles, both ankles, right? Or feet? I thought or it was. Whatever. I thought it was. Was it feet? I thought it was hand. Was it feet? I th- I, I thought it was ankles, okay. but I, I'll I check don't that know. as you tell the story. It was bad. Now they do in the DH. It feels like the DH is back. Did you see? He, hit, he just hit a bomb the other day. His pimp job was fantastic. Oh, ankle fractures, yeah. And a wild. Felt like it took about twenty. <laughs> wild boar instant. <laughs> 26 minutes to round home plate to get around the bases. He's a badass. He's got like six different colors on. I know. He's wearing long sleeves. Neon he, of every he looks, color. He looks, he's a badass. I, I'm a sneaky Mets fan. I, I've just always. They're a good I watch, John. I like him. To me, if you got pitching, you're a good watch. Like once a week, the White Sox are a good watch because they got Lucas Giolito. The Reds, the Reds, I'm telling you, are a good watch three days a week. Who's the who's the young guy that throws like 107 on the Reds I see on Twitter sometimes? The number one pick a couple years ago. He tweets sometimes. He I don't. Tweets. I don't even know. He he might be a uh, closer. He's a lefty. He's like a light skinned black guy. He just comes on my Twitter timeline sometimes, and he's throwing 140 miles an hour in a cage. And he's a reliever. Uh well, he's a pitcher for the Reds. I think he was like the number one pick over the last couple of years. Or one of them. I don't know. I, I've just seen him on Twitter throwing really hard, like re- like 104. Mm, I don't know. I know. I mean, Luis like, Castillo. I wanted to say guy. Lucas Glover, but that's the PJ Tour golfer. I don't know. It's not Castillo. Just keep an eye on it's some guy Castillo. for the Reds that throws really hard. Who's got like who throws like Cueto? No, not that guy. He's tall, skinny. He's like long. Amir Garrett. Lucky. Is it Amir Garrett? Yeah, I thought he was like the number one pick in the last couple of years. Really high, but just just keep. An Is eye he on in the big guy. leagues? Uh, that's I don't know. Amir don't Amir Garrett six five. Man, he's twenty eight though. I don't yeah, know anything about him, really so I just pick. went to St. John's, ain't him. I, I did see that there was an argument today. I think in uh, a dude got tossed. Do they do they sit in the stands? Is not everyone Some in the dugouts? Yeah. Kind of up to the players. There's tents in the stands because the so I think Drew you have to stay Drew, separated Drew, in the dugout. What teams Drew Smiley on? The Giants, Milwaukee Brewers, maybe not Drew Smiley. Some some dude. Dan something got tossed in the stands. Okay, he's in the stands. Luckily, no one listening knows these guys. I mean, listen, it's, it's backup player in baseball gets tossed in the stands. The manager comes flying out the home plate umpire. They're going to meet, you know, probably halfway between home plate and the dugout. But as they're getting close, the manager kind of takes his time. He puts on the mask. The manager's putting on his mask, and then they keep pretty good distance as they scream at each other. It's a pretty cool little moment. I saw there was the Brewers got in a like guys were popping over the it was Brewers Cubs on Saturday I think maybe it was the same game. I don't think this was actually the Brewers. It was a different game. Oh, okay. It wasn't Brewers Cubs. Somebody struck it, out. It, it wasn't was the Brewers. Mal- jawing and 
like dudes popped over the the fences like they were gonna like guys. You're not gonna start. Well, you're not gonna fight. So, no fights during uh, well, Corona. You, they don't fight ever. I know. Is Hunter Green? Are you talking about Hunter Green? Who he was like their top pick a few years ago. I think so. He was like a Sounds pitcher, kind of... pitcher, first baseman. Yeah, throws really not really in the big hard. leagues though. No, okay, yeah, maybe that's. But it. I would guess really, he's really, all over really Twitter. Hard. I mean, he was a big deal when yeah, they drafted him out of. Yeah, th- out of high th- that it, that 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 is him. Okay. So they, I, I didn't know that about the Reds. Maybe it makes sense, like why they love Bauer, right? Yeah. Is Puig not in baseball? Because he Puig signed with the. But then he did not sign. They reneged. He signed with. He signed with the Marlins, and then he didn't, or something. Yeah, he he, he did he did not sign. Um, did, I, I, one guy did, I do. Feel, I do like I do like the cutouts guy. I, I like they, the cutouts. Actually, How did you feel about the fake fans that Fox put in? The digital didn't I I didn't see it on my TV. I just saw it on my Twitter. It it felt a little CGI, like not CGI. Yeah. The green screen yeah. sometimes it felt a little weird. Yeah, just like they're all doing the same thing. I would I fall. I don't think you, I don't think you need it. I don't. I don't think, think need we it. need it. I don't like it. I give them full credit for trying though, for going all in. So let's just try yeah. something. Like why the hell not? Did it did it look weird on the television? Yeah, because like they did. It was. I don't know. They didn't have the first few. Schwarber hit a home run, and they were immediately there live, which is an incredible display of technological skill. You're saying as the ball's flying, and they go to where the ball as would the ball's see flying, the stands, just as the camera pans to the outfield and the ball's landing, there's just people doing this, <laughs> just cheering. I don't think we need it, but I'm with you. I give. Them, I mean, I'm with you on the cutouts, and I give them credit on the. Plus, I like what was the photo? Was it the A's game? With that cool photo. Yeah, with the Bears and the cutouts. There was like three old, there was a cutout of three old A's, and there was like a big, huge stuffed animal Bears. Like, I do think people will get even more. Baseball has been fun. I, you remember I said on the last pod, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to enjoy it without. I have loved the last three days. Loved the last three days of baseball. Loved. Yeah, it's, it's I'm watching cool. a ton I mean, of baseball. Yes, yeah, it's, it's. One other. You see the rating. The ratings were pretty big. The opening night. I saw the Giants did a six nine. Six nine was that what it was? Do you Local? know my, my hot take? My hot take on that. I actually view that as a negative, because I'd say if the Giants were really good, I'm not trying to be a downer. I thought the same Gi- thing. Giants Dodgers, like for example, when the Warriors were good, regular season games would do like nines and tens. I am totally good. Right. Niners teams do twenty. So people around here will it, will watch big sporting events. I think most people just think the Giants are going to well, suck. It, it wasn't must-see, because I would say if the, if the Giants, let's say, were viewed like the Yankees or the Dodgers, like they were a big-time team, and the Dodgers were sweet, doesn't that game probably do a 12? Even if the Dodgers weren't sweet. If it was just the yeah, Giants the, are really yeah, just good. just the Giants yeah. were good. Now, I will say this. Are the Giants just going to do fives this year, when they're t- or fours, four-and-a-halves, when they're terrible? Because I think when they're just solid, they're doing four-and-a-halves on a given night, a three, a, excuse me, a four, right? So if they're doing three and a halves as one of the worst teams in baseball, well, Daniel Jeremiah texted me the other night, big Padre on that fan. opening night. Yep, yeah, big Padre fan. So he, his text was just, "God, the Giants are terrible. They are a tough watch. Like running the bases, kicking the ball around. Like I just, they're a rough watch. <laughs> like that's, you know, they're don't not going to hit gonna bombs. Yeah, they're just they're not really fun. I, I don't think they will actually because I think people just watch other stuff. I uh, I watched. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I watched DJ's Padres today. They got a guy. I mean, uh, I know. Where are you I, watching? All, how do you have all these channels? Where's the MLB? You have the package? MLB app. Are, uh, did you subscribe to yeah, 99 like bucks, bucks or whatever? For the, gotcha. or 
I don't know what it is for the season. Although they actually charged me 120 because I signed up for it at the beginning of the year. They haven't refunded my other 60 yet. Yeah, shit. See, I'd push back, I guess, if you want to watch specific teams you're playing DraftKings. Because MLB Network does a good job. Like, they just play a lot of games. That's true. I like just wa- – I just want to watch – like, today, I'm just like, you know what? One of the games I watched was – I watched, like, four innings of Padres Diamondbacks. So I'm like, I haven't really seen either. I don't really know. A t- you know, I haven't seen it. So, I just stumble into – Diamondback starter Zach Gallon. This dude's a he's like a former third round pick out of North Carolina. He's really good. I just know something about the Diamondbacks today that I didn't, you know, because I can't do like. Let me just did read. Bum, did Bumgarner win the other night? I don't know. I think I he think did. he was tied in like I the six and gave up a big home run. I just I can't read prospect handbooks. I love baseball. No, I, I can't read prospect handbooks. So I watch a bunch of random games, and you know, there's a guy from the White Sox who went deep today. Wrote Robert. You think, I was, I was thinking name. this today, guy. Now we'll see if baseball can make it through. Do you think basketball regrets? Couldn't they have just done it in the home arenas? Now part of it's travel. Like they, they're they're on a limited time, right? They got to bang out a bunch of games. It's they don't have to worry about travel. But if they could do it over again, would they have just played in the arenas? Because part just of what for makes the look? Like I just got the Mets game on. Yeah, just they're just playing at City Field. Maybe right? I, just playing. In the, the question is: Is that worth the extra risk? If you think there's extra risk. Probably not. I do think, you know, you say that, though. I think benefit. one thing for baseball is it's July and it's outside. It just looks – that's one thing that I – it's just Sunny, enjoyable. it's hot. Yeah, yeah. It's, would, it look, would it look as good for baseball if, if they had November? done the bubble idea in just all in Florida or all in Arizona? Probably not. Probably right? not. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I'm watching a Yankee game. They're at Yankee Stadium, right? I'm watching a Dodger game. They're at Dodger Stadium. With their own – I'm watching yeah. – you're just watching the Rockies are playing it. You know, course feel it just feels it does feel no, it has normalized. The, the Blue Jays are in Buffalo, you know, just like normal. <laughs> Is that where they ended up going? Yeah, but they're not there yet because I don't think the stadium's ready. Did for you them know yet. this? And I, I, you, a hockey guy would confirm this. They allowed hockey, but not baseball. No, I didn't. I wonder like, why. They, 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 I don't know. Hmm. Great question. They just like hockey more. One thing to keep know? an eye on, John. I conflicting reports. Verlander's out, and then I saw I got an alert as we're doing this that that's a premature report, but. um Dusty Baker came back. Dusty wants a thousand wins. We've talked about this before. That's what he wants. That's why he came back. I heard him say on Russo's show several months ago, "I just want to two years and get to a thousand and call it quits." Is basically what he said. He's got 840 wins, which means he needed to be a 500 baseball team for back-to-back years. 160 wins. That's what he needed. 500 baseball. Well, he comes into the cheating scandal, which is that's what he came into. But then, that's how he got the job. That's how he, he got, the job. got the job. But then he gets the pandemic, and now potentially Garrett Cole's gone. Now potentially Verlander. I don't know. By the time this is out, maybe we have. But even if his team was really good this year, they only win, you know, 35, 40, yeah. 40 games maybe? 40 to and me, 20? Verla- I mean, maybe they, they won't be able to win the World Series. Verlander is like 38, 39 years old. Like, how, how much longer was he going to be able to hold? It, eventually, he's going to fall off a cliff. Yes, I mean, he's been fantastic. He's their opening day I, I still starter. the Astros. I, I looked up the other day. The Astros just fucking hit the ball all over the place. Like, they're good. The pandemic <laughs> is more the issue for him. Yeah, they're just the number of games. And then, is he a 100% lock to be the manager next year? I, you know what I had forgotten? Hmm. And partly just because our world got thrown upside down. Is how many dudes got fired because of the cheating scandal? I was like, oh yeah, Carlos Beltran, not the manager anymore. It's Alex like, Cora, oh, not every, the manager anymore. Every dude got wiped the fuck out. And it, do you think... Just because I was involved in, if I'm Carlos Beltran, I should have lost my job and went the Mets. Why does that even matter? Did he lie to Is them that during the investigation? Baseball pressure. What did he lie during the investigation? 
I I just think I don't remember. I, I think he just became a bigger part of it. I just wonder, like, does it even matter that much? I I don't know. I'm just glad, uh, guy. There were like it it did look rocky for a while. Definitely some people, you know, were rooting for this not to happen. I'm glad that we got back. We got EPL. Yeah, we, we got, got baseball, a, we got a state we got back, basketball. Though. We got golf. Why golf's not going away? No, no, no. Ba- baseball could disappear, and I think basketball in the bubble feels like it's a pretty good lock. We need right. football, John. That's our most important thing. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, didn't Michigan State's entire team get quarantined? Yeah, I did see that. I don't know why. Yeah. Well, because like a uh, multiple staff members. Oh, okay. That's a problem. contracted the virus. That's a problem. Uh, before we get on to a couple other things, um, LinkedIn, John. Podcast brought to you in part by LinkedIn.com slash ham. LinkedIn.com slash ham. You're a small business. You have unique needs. Certainly there's uncertainty going on right now. But the one thing that does not change, and maybe now more than ever, you need the right people on your team. That's where LinkedIn Jobs comes in. Right now, go to LinkedIn Jobs at LinkedIn.com slash ham. LinkedIn.com slash ham. LinkedIn.com slash ham. You're looking to hire Hard, soft skills. They will find the right person for your job. LinkedIn.com slash ham. Go check it out. Uh, right now, you get $50 off the first post at LinkedIn.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. 50 bucks off your first job post when you're looking to hire at LinkedIn.com slash ham. All right. So Friday night, John, I went to Pink Onion Pizza. Our boy, Matt, listener of the show in San Francisco on 14th Street, DM'd you. DM'd me, said he will name a pizza. We can make our own pizza. It'll be on the menu, whatever we want to call it. So Friday night, I went on the internet. I ordered a pizza. I ordered a salad. I ordered two meatballs. I went and saw Matt. He threw in a phenomenal pasta and uh, a tiramisu. God damn. I went into the place. The place inside was really cool. He was really cool. Gave me two T-shirts, one for you, one for me. So I'll have to send you your pink onion T-shirt. Actually, I'll see you at the next round of golf. I'll bring it. Yeah. And, medium cutoff? Uh, medium cutoff. <laughs> okay. Yep. Like it. It was really good. It was really good. And uh, he already told me he's been getting DMs from our podcast listeners saying they want to come try pink onion. So, Matt. And this all came up. How did this come up? Is because we've been – you had the idea several weeks ago, let's mention restaurants – who our listeners like or are involved with or own, in this case, own. Matt's the owner. And, and he DM'd you and said, hey, pink onion. So, phenomenal. Well, and we've been going back. We were going to name a pizza. You know, I you know people, I got some DMs because when I said, let's go pretty basic, cheese or pepperoni, I just threw that out there. I had multiple DMs that said, you're crazy. You cannot go basic. You have to get aggressive. I'm, I'm going to double down, guy. Mm-hmm. Now, if we did, the one thing I would be open to doing would be going like the ham pot, whatever the pizza, just like ham and bacon on the pizza. Mm-hmm. Like that just kind of represents. But I think I, I am feeling pretty good about going like just pepperoni, maybe just sausage and like jalapenos. Like you you brought up the jalapenos for hot takes. <laughs> and then, but just the pepperoni sausage is just something that like, if you were in a college dorm, like what kind of pizza you guys want? People be like pepperoni sausage. Everyone's eating it, yeah. right? He's not by yeah. a college dorm though. No, but I'm just saying, like that's just something, guys. True. Our, our listenership, 100 percent men, maybe a couple women, mom not included. 
would just be, would eat that. Yes. If you put a pepperoni sausage in front of Haberman, Middlecoff, anyone I know, I'm eating a slice of well, pizza. Well, do you remember there used to be a world where you didn't ask every, all nine people what they wanted, you just ordered pizzas and the pizza came and then they opened and people just grabbed pizzas? You know that world exists. Well, g- guy, remember there used to be a world where you just ordered food and everyone ate it? <laughs> it's like, well, does Can we get half or- with the cauliflower crust? Yeah, I need vinaigrette. No, you're just going to fucking eat whatever we put down. You're going to like it. You know what? The majority of our life, we did it, and I ate pretty well. So uh, Matt said he, because he's a listener, he's like, I heard what you guys were saying. If you wanted just something that would get ordered a ton, pepperoni would. But I'm with you. I think we got to have some character on the thing. Now, someone did DM me and suggest we call it the hammeroni, which is interesting. But, again, no one would ask. I think we go, what do you like better? The ham pod or promo code ham? I like the ham pod, I think, but I could go either way. To me, I just need to be as straightforward as possible. Yeah, ham pod's good. The ham, the pod. ham pod. So yeah. I'm with you. Sausage pepperoni. He actually told me, he's like, I had some buddies told me these guys are going to come with some crazy shit. So I liked, I like where you guys were thinking because you want it to get ordered. I like pepperoni, sausage, jalapeno. We could stop there. My other, My only other thought would be, do you add like, a ricotta cheese, you know, like ricotta cheese or something like that onto it too, just to give it, I like the idea of four items, but I could go with three. I could go. I would go, my, 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 my gut instinct is to go pepperoni, sausage, and then the jalapenos for hot takes. Okay. I like it. Done. We will let Matt, yeah. Matt will hear this anyway, but we'll let him know and we'll find out when, uh, when, oh, he did tell me something else because I said I, I got a pasta that he gave me a pasta that was not that I didn't see on the like caviar menu. But he said there's another menu that's actually most because it's a brand new. It was a Bugatini. Did you did you call in and pick up? I, Is that how you did it? Yeah, I ordered online and picked up. I went and picked up. Gotcha. You ordered online through his website? No, I ordered online through caviar, but he actually told me. Let me get to my DMs here. That there's another. I didn't know. So caviar, you can order to pick up. Yeah. It's like a. I didn't know that. I'm the, honestly, guy, I've never used caviar. So the the pasta he gave me was the spaghetti napoletana. Uh, it's on the other apps. Caviar can be hard to update the menu. I just put it on the menu yesterday. So I guess maybe uh, I, I don't know what other DoorDash maybe I don't know. Are, are you are you a caviar loyal? Like is that no, the app? You I'm loyal. Use? No app. I I no. Gotcha. I'm loyal to no you app. Just knew. He I was honestly typically don't. I typically pick up. Because I don't, I just don't want the extra thirty minutes of, a, especially a burger getting soggy or getting cold, and I. So I actually well, usually pick up. Well, to me, it's you also get charged a lot, more. and you get charged. So one day I was doing DoorDash, and it like I just on principle I got pissed. I'm like, wait a second, it's a seventy dollar order, but it's twenty. I don't even know what. But anyway, it's not as efficient as in theory you think it is in your mind because the delay, the, the food is because it was the like same. it was going to be 50 minutes delivered or 15 minutes and I, w- I was going to go in and see him anyway. The place is cool. I kind of look forward to him cuz he's got a bunch of beer, local beers. Uses like he's a uh he he's from Walnut Creek. He went to De La Salle, loves golf, was trying to get out to Hardy Park sometime soon. But is yeah. grinding baby, wife, doing the thing, making it happen. So well, we know he's having sex and making some pizzas. <laughs> yeah, which is I mean, what else is there? No, that's and playing a little golf. Uh, I mean, that's, that's my type of guy. So this, so again, DM John and I on Instagram. Let us know if you got a restaurant you're a part of or you love or whatever. So I got this one from Christian John. He says, "Hey, I'm a loyal listener since your radio days. If you guys, if you and John are still showing love to local restaurants, my best friend and his family would love a shout. Family owned and operated Angelica's 
in Redwood City. Best brunch, fine dining, bar, entertainment in the peninsula. Thank you. Love the pod. I was looking at them, John. They got a good breakfast burrito. What I would say, uh, Angelica's Redwood City. So that's, you know, whatever, South Bay on the peninsula. Angelica's. They got some, they got a ton of drinks from what I can tell. So oh, I like it. Angelica's. Keep, keep, thank you, Christian. Angelica's. Keep shooting us DMs. Any restaurant, Northern California, Sacramento, Bay Area, you name it. We will give you some love here. Uh, we're huge fans of food and yeah. uh, love the restaurant industry. <laughs> I'd say so this, again, John. Yeah, fan. just you're right. A lot of people that deserve support. Um, it's tough times right now, you know. Although I will say Matt was popping because I felt I, one <laughs> thing that I meant to say this to him. I was like, hey, man, we're happy to help. And then I was like. Not that you need our... I mean, the place is popping, but we'll just bring some more people in. Yeah. There are so well, many I mean, places to eat. Selfish reasons, too. I, I like to be friends with restaurant owners. I mean, <laughs> a thousand percent. I, I like to walk in. What did uh, what, what did they say in Cheers? Where everyone knows your name? Yeah, that's hey, right. Hey, Matt. Hey, Middlecoff. Like, I, I, I like that. The hand you know, I, I need more of those in my life. Plus... Because, again, I am going to these restaurants. That's right. I just would like to know the guy fucking cooking yeah. the food. You don't even need... You know? It's not even about getting... Free food. It's more about no, just I, 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 I will having gladly some. Gladly pay. Well, you know, tip. I saw. I think that I saw a tweet about a book that came out, and it was basically, it's about, and I've heard other people say this in business, right? Some of the best advertising you can do is to turn your customers into the uh, free marketers. And, 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 yeah, what's the word they use? Like evan evangelists for your product, like people who believe, who love your product. Because not just the product is good, but because of the customer service you give them. And so if your culture is for positive customer service, you will create customers that uh, advocate you. for you. They ad- they don't swear by you when they advocate for you. Have you tried this place? You got to right? Oh, you want pizza? You should go see Matt at Pink Onion, right? That kind of stuff. So because you would agree this guy for as powerful as social media and Internet marketing is. There is nothing more powerful when you're with a human, whether it's a close friend, whether it's a friend of a friend, and they bring up something, it sticks in your head. Like this guy said, I got to try this when I'm here. Yeah. You just, you remember well, this. I need to play this golf course. I need to eat at this restaurant. When I go to Philadelphia, what did I, I went to Philadelphia last year. I texted. That's Gino's. Who do I know in Philadelphia? Or who has been in Philadelphia? I remember there's the place that you took me to breakfast that you're like, oh, this is Jeffrey Lurie's favorite breakfast place, and you couldn't. Neither one of us could remember the name of it. But. Because it was in the uh, it was in the ha- in the uh, not the handbook, but uh, the program or whatever. Like oh. the, the Eagles' big thing was every dude in the front office. Their question was like five basic questions. Gotcha. Like, favorite sports team, <laughs> right? Non football. Favorite I restaurant. always imagined that like you and Jeffrey talked about the place, but you read it no, in the team that, program. It, it was it was in. It was Jeffrey's like five things. Gotcha. His favorite sports team growing up was like the Boston Red Sox. Yeah. His favorite restaurant in Philadelphia. And he gave like two. For breakfast, it was that spot. And for dinner, it was the other spot, right? Yep. You know, that's, I'm I'm always, like, I was always a sucker for those. That's why I, even Playboy, like, I like, if you're going to give an interview, ask the cool kind of questions that maybe if I'm ever where, they're like, what's your favorite place to vacation? Like, oh, this, because of this. It's like, it always interests yeah. me. You know? I, I, I read the spread. I also think it applies like to word of mouth for a podcast, right? Think about you, you social media, how many quote unquote recommendations you get on a daily basis. We tweet, listen to our podcast, check out this clip, check out this book, check out this TV show, check out this link, check out this website, right? Check out this body cream I use, check out this restaurant. It's just you get nonverbal recommendations all the time. When, when somebody you trust gives you a verbal recommendation, that goes a long way. So tell people about our DraftKings game and our podcast. Do it now. 
please. All right. On that note, and you download all the things that we told you about. Use the promo code Ham. All right, Angelica's. Angelica's. And we'll let you guys know when the promo code Ham or the the Ham Pod is on the uh, Pink Onion menu. Gotcha. Adios. See ya. See ya. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.